0: Well, welcome this morning. Um, My name is Chloe, um, and I am going to be bringing the word this morning. It's great to have you here, whether you're in the room or you're watching um, online. Now, we are in the middle of a new series. We are doing a series all about what happens after Jesus resurrects. We are looking at from when Jesus resurrects to Pentecost Sunday. What are the things that he does? Where does he go? Who does he meet? What does he do? And two weeks ago, Pastor Aaron um, looked at when Jesus met Peter and they had breakfast on the beach. Last week, Josh looked out on the road to Emmaus when Jesus met with the two followers. Um, and this morning, I am going to be looking at the women at the tomb. And I really love this series because what we're, what we're understanding and exploring in, in, in a, in all together in a group is all the different things that Jesus does. I think sometimes we look at these stories in isolation, but I'm loving the fact that we're looking at a journey of the places and the people that Jesus met. So I'm going to pray and then we'll get we'll get stuck in. So why don't you close your eyes? God, we thank you for all the people that are in this room this morning and watching online. Will you, we pray that you will give us ears to hear the words that you are speaking to us and hearts to receive those words. May we encounter you anew and fresh this morning. God, will you help me be a mouthpiece for what you have to say? In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Fantastic. So we are going to be looking at the women at the tomb and we're going to be looking from Matthew 28. It's going to come up on the screen behind me. But if you've got a Bible, you've got your phone, I'd love you to sort of follow along with me. And we're going to look from Matthew 28 verses 1 to 10. It's coming up. Fantastic. So it says early on Sunday morning as the new day was dawning. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. The angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now, go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened but also filled with great joy. They rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And when they went, Jesus met with them and greeted them. They ran to him. They grasped his feet and they worshipped him. As Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. Right at the start of this passage, we meet two women. We meet Mary Magdalene and we meet the other Mary. Now, in, in different versions of this story, in different among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. We find out quite a lot of things about Mary in this passage. And the first thing that we find out is that she is a follower of Jesus. It said he took his 12 disciples and among them was Mary Magdalene. She was a woman who had experienced Jesus. She would have followed Jesus, as it said, through the towns and the villages. She would have seen him healing people. She would have seen him talking about the kingdom of heaven and what was to come. She was a person who knew what Jesus looked like. And when she heard his voice, she knew what he sounded like. Mary was in close proximity to Jesus. She knew this man. Secondly, it says that Jesus has healed Mary. We have that verse where it says, Among them was Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. Mary had been freed by Jesus. Now, we don't know the ins and outs of what that situation was and how that circumstance came to be and um, when Jesus healed her. But what we can expect is that Mary was somebody who would have been bruised, battered, suffering and in pain. And Jesus would have seen beyond all that and into who Mary was. He would have seen her as a precious daughter of the king and he chooses to free this woman. And we can only presume that it's this encounter that Mary has with Jesus that makes her choose to follow him and go on and continue with him. And as the passage comes on to say that that she was somebody who supported Jesus and his disciples by her own resources. So she's somebody that's not only been freed by Jesus, she chooses to follow him. And then she chooses to continue to support him financially or with other things as well in her time and her efforts and her energy. She has completely devoted her life to this man. She is freed by Jesus and she doesn't choose to walk away and say, okay, great, that's fine, I'm off now. She sticks with him because she sees that there's something important and significant about this man. We then next hear about Mary at Jesus' death. We read the full crucifixion story and at the end in Matthew, 22, um, sorry, Matthew 27 it says, Many women had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him. They were watching from a distance and among them were Mary Magdalene. This woman watching from a distance has seen her saviour, the man who freed her, the man who she loves and she follows and she cares for. She's seen him hurt, whipped, nailed onto a cross, put up and died right in front of her. She has watched all that take place from a distance. She is somebody who sticks with Jesus because it then goes on as Matthew um, 27 proceeds. It says that she is there at his burial. It says that Joseph takes the body, that's Jesus' body, and wraps it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. And he placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. And then he rolls the great stone across, across the entrance and he left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb watching. So Mary witnesses Jesus' death from a distance and she doesn't scatter or or, or leave. She stays with her saviour. She wants to see what's happening, where he's going. She most likely will have seen the cross come down, the nails come out of his hand, him being wrapped in this cloth, taken away to this tomb, put in the tomb and the stone rolled across. Mary clearly is devoted to this man. She understands his significance and importance. She stays with him as long as she possibly can. And then it comes on to where we pick up the passage when she is there on the morning of the resurrection. It says, early on Sunday morning as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. Now they know where the tomb is. They, they were there two days before when Jesus was buried. And these women come like, like in Jewish custom and um, ask them to. They come to put oils and spices over Jesus's dead body. They come early in the morning. They want to be there. They're ready for the day. They want to come and, and pour out their, their love for this man who has died. Mary has been healed by Jesus right at the beginning. She has followed Jesus and devoted her life to him. She has given resources to his ministry. She's seen him die on a cross. She's seen him taken off that cross and wrapped up and put into a tomb. She's seen the stone rolled across and him him put away from her. And now here she is on the day of the resurrection. And she is one of the first people to encounter the resurrected Jesus. What a privilege that must have been. Now when she gets her when she gets there, the angel tells her and the women, "I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here; he has risen from the dead in that moment. Mary hears that Jesus has risen. Mary hears that he has risen from the dead, and the angel says, "Come and have a look in the tomb, and she sees that Jesus is not there. She doesn't see Jesus at this moment; she's heard, and she's seen that he has risen but she hasn't encountered him she rushes off with the other women to go and tell the disciples and as the angel asked, her, asked them to and as she rushes off we pick up in verse 9 this is where she encounters him it says as they went jesus met them and greeted them first off jesus speaks to them Jesus must have said something. Mary knows this man. She knows what he looks like. She's been with him for this period of time where she's followed him. It says Jesus met them and greeted them. She knows who this man is because it's her next action, Our next actions that I really want to focus on. As she realizes it's Jesus, she does this incredible thing where she runs to him. She knows who this man is, and she runs to him. She hears his voice, and she runs to him. And it got me thinking about times in my life when I've run to people. It's quite an extreme act that Mary does here. But I was thinking about when I was much, much younger, like four. Um, My dad used to come home from work. I used to sit in my parents' bedroom, and I used to look out the window to see when dad was coming home, when he was walking home from the train station. And when I saw him come round the corner, I would run out the bedroom and run down the hall and run down the stairs and run to the front door to greet my dad. Or there was times when my grandparents would drive from down here in Exmouth up to Glasgow to visit us as a family. And they would text to say that they're five minutes away and we would wait on the wall outside and we would see the car driving up the hill and me and my sister would run to them. Or, like when Josh and I, we, we long distance dated when we first got together, and we would, we would fly up and down to see each other. And you've got that classic airport moment when you see somebody that you know and you run to them. I don't know if he did much running, but anyway. Rude. He was rude about me last week. So. But it's that, but the, 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 the importance of those three people, those three people that. I recall running to is I had relationship with them. I loved them. I was intimate. I knew those people really dearly. And I wanted to express that by running to them. And that is what Mary does. She sees her savior. She sees this man who's freed her and she's followed and she's seen him die. And she's like, oh my goodness, he's back. And she runs to him. There is a difference that Mary has in this moment from when the angel tells her he is risen and she hears it and she sees that he's not there. There is a difference between that and when she sees him because she is encountering a resurrected saviour. She then goes on and, and what really happens in this moment is her heart is completely transformed because she sees him. And as she sees him, she runs to him and she does something, she grasps his Now, if you want to grab somebody's feet, and I don't suggest you do that now, but if you want to grab somebody's feet, you can't do that when you're at the same level as them. You know, in those stories that I told, when you're running to people, when we run to somebody that we know, that we love, we would usually give them a hug. And there's something about being on the same level and kind of being peer-to-peer that you would hug somebody and you'd embrace them. And Mary doesn't do that here. She doesn't run to Jesus like, hey, you're back, it's great to see you, and give him a hug. There is this act where she comes down. And she grabs his feet. And like we did earlier, there is a moment of submission and reverence to the high king of heaven here when she comes down and she grasps his feet. The word grasp, I think, is really important here because I, I think for two reasons. Firstly, because she probably was thinking, is this really you? That kind of moment of like, oh my word, it's actually him holding on tightly for dear life. But also as she kneels before the father, before the king, she's laying it all out in front of him. She's holding his feet in a real act of reverence for him. He is the man who freed her. He is the man who set her free and she followed and she saw die and now he is here in front of her. She is laying everything down at the feet of Jesus. She understands that he is worth getting down on her knees in an act of obedience to. And then it goes on to say that they worship him. There was an act of pure adoration for the saviour in that moment. She runs to him, she kneels before him and she worships the high king of heaven. I can only imagine it was pure ju- pure adoration for who this man was and what he'd done a love for the one true king that freed you that day that freed you that day he is her king of kings he is the prince of peace the beloved son the light of the world the wonderful counselor he is the messiah he is the savior and he is her savior and he is our savior he is our savior There is a complete difference between that moment when the angel tells Mary and the woman about Jesus. Because it goes on to say that they were frightened but filled with joy. They're kind of a bit confused. They're like, okay, we've we've seen he's not there and you've told us that he's risen and that's great. But we've not seen it. But in this moment when they experience Jesus, when they see him and they bow down before him and they pour out their worship on him. There is a moment of reverence and love because they encounter him and they are transformed by him. The women that day expected to go and pour out oils over a dead body. And instead, they're there pouring out adoration and worship for a risen king, aren't they? they? There is an encounter that leads to their hearts being transformed. And I believe that Jesus this morning wants wants to see some transformed hearts. And I believe he wants to do that in one of three ways. I believe that he wants people to run to him this morning to grasp his feet in an act of submission and obedience, and to worship him. And we've actually already done half of what I was going to do in this next section already this morning. But I think that that is is prudent to say that Jesus wants to move more this morning. He's moved already. He's continuing to move. And I just feel like that he just wants to encounter us on a deeper deeper level this morning. Band, why don't you come up and join me? When I talk about running to Jesus, maybe when you hear the fact that, that Mary was freed by Jesus and she chose to follow him, you think, actually, I want to be free from some of the stuff that I've been carrying. I want to take a chance and a choice this morning to follow him. Maybe you see that difference between Mary when she heard that Jesus was risen and the difference that it had in her life when she saw that he was alive and he was risen. Maybe, maybe you've already committed to being a Christian, but you just think this morning, I want to experience that freedom even more. We're going to take time in a moment to pray for that. Maybe that idea of when Mary kneels at Jesus' feet and she grasps his feet and she holds on to him, that act of submission and reverence of going, you are the high king of heaven and I am I'm at your feet, worshipping you. Maybe there's something in that, that actually you need to lay some things at the feet of Jesus. Maybe that's sin, maybe that's things that you've been hiding, maybe that's hurts, maybe that's shame that you've been carrying. Just believe that Jesus wants us to lay it all down at his feet. He is the one that carries these things for us. He doesn't ask us to carry these things. He just wants us to bow down to him in submission and reverence. And lastly, maybe you just want to worship just for the pure adoration of saying, Jesus, I love you for who you are. You don't have to do anything. You died on a cross for me, and that is enough. I want to love you for who you are and what you've done in my life. Why don't you stand with me, and we're going to take some time just to pray. For anyone in this room who maybe feels like, yeah, I want to run to Jesus, either I want to run back to Jesus or I want to run to Jesus for the first time, I want to be freed from the things. That I've been carrying the free from the things that I've been holding. I want to be like Mary and follow Jesus, encounter Jesus. I'm gonna pray in a second, a really simple prayer, and I would love you to make that prayer for yourself in your heart. You don't have to do anything, nothing weird's gonna happen. But if you want to follow Jesus and make that commitment to every day, so I just wanna be with you, Jesus. We're gonna do that now. If everyone could just close their eyes. I'm going to pray a prayer. And if that's for you, I would love you to just put your hands out in front of you. Nobody's looking. And if you pray this prayer along with me in your heart. Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things that I have done wrong in my life. Just take a moment just to recall anything that that particular that might be on your conscience that you just need to give over to Jesus. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me the forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If everyone could just keep their eyes closed for a second. If you prayed that prayer maybe for the first time or maybe you've prayed that prayer a few times before, that's okay. I'd love you to just raise your hand just up for me just so that we can see um, and just support you. We're here for you. We would love to pray for you at the end if you want to come forward. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you feel like you might be in that that second group of people that I just want to get down on my knees and lay it all before the father there's things that I've been doing or carrying that are are not of you I've been carrying shame I've been carrying things that that I know aren't right and aren't what you're calling me into Jesus and I just want to lay them down at your feet if that's you or if you just want to bow down at the feet of Jesus just now why don't you just get on your knees with me again And I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and to move. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the good, good Father. And that you love us. And we choose right now anything that we're carrying or we're holding on to that is not of you, that you don't want us to carry. You don't call us to carry those things. We give them right now over to you. We lay them at the feet of you, Jesus. We choose right now to kneel before you or sit. When I was praying earlier, I I just felt like there might be some people in here who are really struggling with lies either telling them or being caught up in them and I I just feel like Jesus right now wants you to just lay that down at the feet of him and go I am sorry for the lies that I've told or the the places that I've ended up in because of the things that I've said we just lay that at the feet of you right now Jesus come Holy Spirit we want to encounter you right now Holy Spirit we love you God we love you God And what Mary does when she kneels at the feet of Jesus, it moves her into a place of worship. She submits to him. And then there's just this time of pure adoration for the king. And what we're going to do right now is the band are just going to begin to play. And you are welcome to stay seated. You're welcome to kneel. You're welcome to stand. And we're just going to worship Jesus simply for who he is. Simply for the fact that he died on the cross to save us. We didn't deserve it, but he did it for us. There's going to be a team of people as well down at the front. And if you would like us to pray for anything specific, we would love to pray for you. So you're more than welcome to come down to to the front. We're just going to spend some time worshipping. And and, and just if there's anything that that the team feels to share that they will do now in this space.